Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of Random Trek, a podcast where we kill the captain and everyone moves up a position. <laughs> what? I assume that was meant to be Russian, but... Uh, what accent was that? Like About as good as fucking Chekhov's accent, Sam. That's what it was. It's a ta- it sounded like Italian mixed with uh, Brummy. I don't even... Well, you, sir, are a 1960s American act- actor doing foreign accents racist. That's what you are. Well, well, to, yeah. Well, there we go. There we go. Hello, my name's Sam, and no, I do not want to command the Enterprise. But if I, but if it should befall me, I suggest you remember that my operatives would avenge my death, and some of them are podcasters. <laughs> uh, and I'm Joe. And how do we make these guys look evil? Twenty-five percent less clothing? Check. Gold sachets? Check. Hitler salutes? <laughs> Check. Fake goatees? It's all there. <laughs> It's you know the Hitler salutes is one thing, the goatees though that's it that's that cements it down as look at these look at these bad guys, they are pure evil because <laughs> yeah. they've got how, goatees. How do we make Spock evil? Give him a goatee. That's pencil and you forgot, mustache. You forgot by the way about Sulu's um, scar and uh, attempt at sexual assault every and five or six minutes. I, I also kind of massively underestimated how much clothing was removed from uh, her because that was way more than 25%. Uh, her is like 72%. All they, do with, her like, all they do with like Kirk is cut off the arms, basically. Um, what they do with a Herber is like remove everything. <laughs> yeah. You really do go for it, did they? Yeah, so welcome to this Star Trek podcast where we talk about Star Trek because we love Star Trek. Uh, it's, it's, it's our safe place, isn't it? It's where we go to when we just want to indulge and this week we watched the 1967 episode of the original series mirror mirror the first mirror episode is that right joe you're a star trek historian probably it probably will be yeah i mean it's i mean this is fairly early in the os I mean, i'm but... willing to go as far as say definitely it's yeah. definitely, definitely so, the first mirror episode. i mean i say it's early os i'm, I'm thinking that like you know most star treks have seven seasons the original series had three but um you know it's only the fourth this episode is, uh, of season two isn't the fourth it? So, episode of season two yeah uh, yeah so it is so but what because this mirror universe thing that's something we get quite a lot in star trek isn't it and we always enjoy it's evil picard or it's evil uh, uh, Kirk or whatever else. I mean, you know. famously, Sam, there was no mirror episode of uh, the Next Generation. Oh, um, really? Um, yeah, uh, we got mirror episodes. Got, we got two mirror episodes in DS Nine. Uh, is there a is there a uh, Voyager mirror episode, Joe? Is there not? Is there not more than two episodes of DS Nine? I feel as though there's might a be few. three. Might there's, be three. I think there's like quite a few of DS Nine. I do. I do have the list. I think there's. I think there's five. There's Enterprise ones. There's Discovery. Um, and I, but I don't necessarily think there's any more than that. Discovery has an entire kind of arc based it on it. Yeah, and I think there are like sometimes we get, but maybe not set in the specific mirror universe that they're talking about. Anyway, this is Star Trek Nerdery. We can get into through the rest of this podcast. But this is a good. This is a good episode of Star Trek as well, isn't it? Like, I think original series sometimes is a bit hit and miss. Yes. Sometimes it's a bit. Bit campy and sometimes it's a bit kind of like problematic, but for the most part, I thought this was thoroughly entertaining and it's like it's a pretty it's a pretty well made episode as well. You know, this, the the performances are strong, all of it's good, mm-hmm. and I think this must rank up the top uh, OS series uh, episodes of all oh, time. It, it, I'd say. it definitely does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of um, probably probably top ten, I would say, comfortably. 
mm. possibly yeah. even top yeah. five. Um, Quite it's happily. also it's probably one of the first or the earliest um, episodes with a transporter malfunction. Not the first. The first one I believe is in the the fifth episode of the first series of OS. <laughs> they get there early, um, but it probably is like an early kind of transporter malfunction episode as well. Um, Straight it's, in it's, with the this this thing's really useful but incredibly dangerous. <laughs> we should not use it ever. It's a it's kind of like a where tropes are born kind of episode in a lot of ways. Um, it's also your classic kind of our heroes find themselves in situation X and they must escape and like that's always a good foundation for a Star Trek episode and not just the original series as well. Like it kind of gives you like a really strong motivator for why the characters are doing the things that they're doing um mm-hmm. and the fish out of water thing as well um is, is quite fun mm-hmm. and they, i mean actually yeah. they adapt quite well to the new universe i must say like you know kirk and them make a good go of it the counterpart in the good universe the evil kirk they they do not do so well within uh, within they within are. minutes spock has them straight in the brig yeah they are stupid nazis <laughs> what they are aren't they they're not even t- let let's let me read a plot summary and then we can get into the the um the episode itself. So a transport accident places Captain Kirk's landing party in an alternate universe where the Enterprise is in the service of our of a barbarically brutal empire. So instead of the Federation, we get the Terran Empire, I think, don't we? And like you know, it's kind of like opposite land where everyone's evil and they're they're going around blowing up planets. And it's a good I think it's a good um demonstration of like how different star trek was maybe at the time you know how how i idealized the future was in in uh in in in, in dean Roderby's vision because he creates through the rest of the series this like an idea I- idyllic um se- setting where there's you know generally peace prevails throughout the galaxy there isn't much of the conflict that we, that we would kind of really expect from the from the the federation and so when they flip it around you're like well actually this is this is exactly what is going to happen we're not going to get any of the nice stuff this is the reality that we will be presented with in the future if we manage to invent uh you know faster than light travel this is what they're going to do mm-hmm. isn't it they're going to go around getting um dilithium from everyone yeah. and there's going to be no mercy nazis space nazis um, <laughs> Yeah, you are right, Sam. And it's it's I love the Mirror Universe episodes, I think, like on a broadest thing, and I will leave Discovery for now because I know you guys haven't watched it. Um, but the Mirror Universe episodes are one of the most fun like T V things that they do. And by the way, it's not just Star Trek. I'm gonna talk about Buffy just briefly for a second here, because there's also an episode of Buffy where they have a mirror universe type thing. Uh, where you get to see like the, you get to see the actors that you know, characters you know, basically playing against themselves. So, uh, in Buffy, uh, Willow and Xander are vampires. They are sexy vampires, and like they're murdering people. And it's like, it's this great subversion of of that character. And you get to see like the range of an actor. And this episode of Star Trek is the same as well. Uh, Sulu, especially, I think, does an excellent turn as a fucking rapist. Um, like. <laughs> The way he is looking at and talking to Uhura, um, and just as a sidebar as well, I think the episode handles it really well in that Uhura is the one who, like, defends herself and, like, tells this man, like, you get the fuck away from me, rather than one of the men having to step in, which is something I was like, oh, wow, it's the 1960s, actually. It could so easily have been 
Kirk punches him in the face. But no, Ohura's like, I do not need a man. I will stab you in the throat myself. Which is like, yeah. actually, and just as another note here, it's nice to see Ohura having something to do and like agency and, you know, <laughs> lines. <laughs> She's not just sat in the background with a little that massive fucking acorn earpiece that's on the side of it. I was reading Captain, actually, I the think computer it's... says collision in five seconds. Is it the the only episode she's actually seen inside one of the lifts, the turbo lifts, or something like that, or it's like the first one, or something like that? It's like what a strange, like, what a strange piece of <laughs> trivia, Joe. I know, like I was reading it, and I'm like, no, yeah, but, the ter- but actually, I mean, the it's, turbo it's, lifts it, are, are are the exposition zones, aren't they? They're like, right, we need we we, we need to fill this time as they move around the chip. So we're yeah. going to have some important plot point here. So maybe that's uh, it's, in, you know indicative of something. It's the only episode that Ahura has seen in a moving turbo lift. So she comes out of the lift onto the deck <laughs> in other episodes, but she's never Fucking in a moving turbo lift other than in this episode. Star Trek nerds, honestly. <laughs> of course they knew that. Honestly, this is like those obscure American football. You know, this is the this is only the seventeenth time during a full moon. <laughs> You know when they were, when all the planets were aligned in one place, that this obscure thing has happened. Like Jesus Christ! And but there we another, go. Another thing on her and just on her uh, uniform. Apparently, um, at this time, it was um, not you weren't supposed to show women's navels, but they managed to get away with it with um, her because um, while filming, one of the PAs took the standards representative to lunch. So he wasn't there at the time. I don't know how true that is, wow. but wow. Um, I will wow. say. I will say Michelle Nichols is ripped in this episode. Look at those abs! <laughs> like just in a totally non-sexual way, I was like, "Wow, you've been working out." Yeah, like Kirk's there with his pot belly in his vest. <laughs> even Kirk, even Kirk is like William Shatner is, a, is an attractive. Kirk man. is William mm-hmm. Shatner is like sixties fit Sam, so he's like he's he's <laughs> doing dumbbell he's doing lifting dumbbells like three or four times a day, but he's also smoking eating steak for lunch every <laughs> single day and drinking from breakfast. So, like, he's got guns. He's Red like, meat yeah. whiskey. Exactly. Yeah. It's a real yeah. 60s fit kind of kind of look. You know? I like it. Let's, um, let's, we shouldn't maybe trawl through every single plot point of this episode, but let's start at the start of it because this is where we get the, like... It's the pacifist planet where they're not even you could you could sneeze in their face and they would they thank you. Damn like, they, filthy neutrals. How's that man getting neutral? neutral. <laughs> <laughs> they're the Swiss. It's the Swiss. It's the Swiss. These 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 um people what they called the Hal Halcarians or something like that, isn't it? Their um their their thing is that even if even if they they won't give them dilithium. They won't give them dilithium at any point because it's their sacred thing, and even if they tried to take it, they wouldn't fight back because they've got this like this is their honor system or morality or whatever else. Like it's a it's a cool idea, isn't it? And and straight away you're thinking, well, that's going to get desecrated, isn't it? That's what they're going to do <laughs> within <laughs> seconds. Just you, just <laughs> you wait till the Klingons get there. Just you yeah, wait. even 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 Kurt's kind of like joking about it, saying. You know, like, oh well, okay, well, yeah, we won't do anything though. Even they could quite easily. But so it's funny. It's it's a good start though, and it's a nice, it's a it's a nice um, introduction to the episode. One thing, and I haven't watched much of the original series recently, but there's, but I mean, boy, these sets are just trash. They are. <laughs> yeah, that's not that, that's right background. way through. That isn't just specific to this episode. It's just. I know it's in HD and in color, and like yeah, this isn't necessarily how it would have been viewed. But, the same Come as sixties, fifties, and sixties movies as well, Sam. We hadn't really figured out lighting. 
Uh, no. so everything's just like really oversaturated with light. And it's not so... quite as bad as the 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 the, the Edge of Tomorrow one with the portal where they go back in time. Yeah. Time traveling donut. The, yes. The time travel. It's not quite that bad. It's not quite as silly as that. It's kind of like just in the background, but it just makes you laugh. Like this is this is peak sixties TV. General rule of thumb is that Star Trek original Star Trek always looks better when they're on the ship because mm-hmm. like yes, it's cardboard. But it's always looked like cardboard, so we're kind of used to it. And, like, do you know what I mean? It's that lack of familiarity with spaceships where we're like, oh, they just look like they're made of cardboard. That's fine. Like, you accept it, you know? It's the music as well in the OS episode. You always notice the music a lot more. Um, And certainly this episode, you know, like the evil music is like the evil cast come around the corner. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, It is is a bit dramatic, isn't it? Yeah, so but good. It is. Good. It is. It's and great. It's really over the top. It's really silly, and like, I love it. I love how I love how um, cartoonishly evil all of the evil crew are. Uh, Chekhov, for instance, who um, this is only the fourth episode Chekhov was in. Uh, by the way, he only came in in season two. He did. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like absent in. Uh, this is a sidebar again. But in the Wrath of Khan movie, uh, like. Khan captures Chekhov and he's like he know they recognise each other but the Khan episodes in season one and Chekhov wasn't on the series at that time so they're like obviously nobody on the movie thought that was a problem but like it's a real as far as Star Trek like canon goes it's a real like what was well, Chekhov just like in the toilet for that whole episode let's be honest if, if Star Trek nerds are going to notice that this is the only episode of her appears in a moving turbo lift they're going to notice the fact that Chekhov wasn't in the episode with Khan yeah. they never met <laughs> Anyway, uh, Chekhov as an evil character, like. Well, hold on though, hold on. We're skipping ahead because we haven't got to the point. We haven't. We need to talk about the transporter malfunction. The transport malfunction, Sam. It's like a normal thing. You know how sometimes it rains, or sometimes like, <laughs> like you know, you two have out to of stop. every ten times. Sometimes, sometimes you like gets... drive through town and there's a van parked on like the, the footpath. Like that is about the, the about the frequency with oh, which God. the transporter malfunctions. Oh God! They've come back. Sometimes you keep kills people uh displaces people disfigures people uh drives people mad out of their minds blows the ship up blows another ship up uh <laughs> displaces them to another reality entirely if not the other place they were made makes a clone from them we get that eventually as well transports uh, them into the vacuum the, of space you've the best you know, one. transports them into the vacuum of space that sort of thing you know no, you've forgotten the best Two-Vix. one it- Tuvix, it merges people together in a very specific and correct way because, I mean, let's, well, we're diverging here, but <laughs> I've always thought about Tuvix is that, boy, are they lucky. Boy, are they lucky that they managed to merge together, you know, head to head and not ass <laughs> <laughs> to head. And so you'd have this, like, gaping. I mean, there's, there's it's such a the good horror, job. the horror. Such a good job Neelix wasn't doing a handstand when it happened, you know. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the horror real, of the potential. Real cat dog situation. If we're lucky. <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> Human centipede style. It could be so much worse. But in this, though, it's a it's an ion storm, and that's another great Star Trek. But I mean, like, I think it's some kind of mandated storm. It's not a real thing. Ion particles are kind of getting, you know, electrified. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Okay. But there's an ion storm, and that's Marty. The- Marty, there's a storm. <laughs> Like literally, it's like it's like everyone knows Sam. Everyone knows thunderstorms have some magical quality, and like yep. you know, it's oh, it's a thunderstorm. It's done. Oh, time travel, oh, interdimensional yeah. travel. 
It is cool though. It is cool when they when they when the you know our crew, the good crew, arrive and they see everything and straight away they're like, "Why spot got a, a pencil?" Well, go surely to the first thing they go is like, "Where the fuck did all my clothes go?" Surely that's the first thought. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's it's always funny, isn't it? Is that clothes are managed to maintain, you know, themselves when it, you think these people should just be arriving like fucking Terminator completely <laughs> naked <laughs> into this but, thing and then and then questions well, might be asked oh her is almost almost there Sam like, <laughs> yeah that way obviously you're surprised they're not like, looking at their clothes I'm not surprised they're not all looking at Ahura's clothes yeah. um, especially Kirk Kirk yeah yeah you know like I mean to be fair but, Kirk's but probably already been there let's be honest it's Kirk first um, interracial kiss on TV as far as as far yeah. as I remember so but the, they do, uh, but so, they do like a really weird job with the uniforms. So, like, obviously from a production point of view, it's like Spark has a goatee question mark, and loads and loads of medals. Um, Kirk is wearing this like bejeweled vest, um, which again, just like I guess Captain's prerogative. Scotty and Bones look basically like Scotty and Bones. They've got knives. Ohura is obviously dressed like some kind of uh, fan dancer. Um, which is a recurring theme in Star Trek. Uh, when we get to the bridge, has she done the fan dance yet? Is that is that season? What's that? Season three or season might be one? later. Like, might be later than this. Yeah. Um, Who knows? When we get to the bridge, uh, the rest of our sort of regular cast. Um, Sulu has this massive scar down his face, uh, but other, again, otherwise his uniform is basically the same. Chekhov's literally got a sash on. Uh, his uniform is. Like I, he must have just been late for wardrobe uh, or something. No, because I, I, it's he's just because, dressed the same as usual. It's because he's Russian. He's already evil, Dave. Yeah, he doesn't. Need he doesn't need more. anything. You know, he's a commie. You know, it is nineteen sixty-seven. That's that's yeah. a fair point, Joe. Um, yeah, the other thing, actually, um, talking of um, Sulu, apparently in this episode, because of the uniform he wears, the red uniform, he's the first Star Trek actor actor to wear every single color. So he's worn blue, gold, and red by this point. So cool. there we go. Every 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 command position. Because he doesn't yeah. usually wear red, then. No, he's normally gold. Isn't gold, it? I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I anyway. think he's normally gold. So, but, but I like the dynamic in this. I like the dynamic of the of it being like this dog eat dog uh, command structure, where where at any point for any reason they can use these personal bodyguards that they've all got to dispatch the captain, take over. And and then that's kind of like, that's kind of how how that. To works. be fair, it's a nice it d- it's a nice change seeing the captains get killed instead of all the red shirts. So I mean, like the number of people killed in the original series doesn't change any. Like you know, the Enterprise still loses the same number of people, but it's just yes. the captains that are dying as opposed to the red shirts. We do see a couple of like nameless uh, heavies get killed here uh, when Kirk has his fight. So Chekhov, as I mentioned, way ages ago. Uh, obviously immediately tries to assassinate Kirk um, he makes the, the your standard um, assassin sort of like bad guy mistake and he has a speech about it never make a speech like he just yes. tells Kirk how he's going to kill him and everyone's going to move up which is number one really helpful for us the viewer and for Kirk who's <laughs> in this universe exposition lifts I told you the elevators are for exposition Chekhov's explained what will happen and why he's doing the things that he's doing and Kirk's like right got you got you so you're going to kill me which is yeah write that down right and then you're going to move up everyone else is going to move up that's usual here that's normal and what would I, what would I usually do as captain I'm Captain Kirk what would, what would Captain Kirk usually do to to not have that happen, I I see yeah. I see hammer punch got you got you <laughs> hammer punch. 
But well, we learned though that Kirk, the evil Kirk um, took out Captain Pike, uh, um, as a you know as opposed to the other the other how it happens in the original series. So we do get like some some hint of what's happened there, um, and and I, I you know I think we've we mentioned it already, but I think that it's always good fun watching these actors go on like evil mode, and it must be nice to be able to you know extend your range a little bit, be a little bit evil, and not necessarily be as like. Uh, straight laced as they as they usually are, so that's fun. It's really only Chekhov and Sulu that get to like have that because Spock and we'll get to Spock. It's really like not as evil as you would hope, whereas Chekhov and Sulu are like you know torturing people for fun. Um, yeah. It's all good shit, isn't it? It's all I would have liked. Shit. I would have liked actually in this episode. I would have liked like a meanwhile on the Enterprise and more of a. More of an evil Kirk, not necessarily the rest of them, but I would have liked an evil Kirk, like doing something disgustingly reprehensible, and the rest of the crew being like, "Oh, it's just Tuesday." <laughs> oh, I would, I would have liked. Captain, I was... The captain's being a bit more forceful in his pursuit of Yeoman Rand this week. This is strange. <laughs> I, I would have liked a bit I, more I... on of the like the Good Enterprise finding out that these guys are evil. Like, because there isn't any of that. Literally, like all you see of the evil crew on the Good Enterprise is Spock throwing them in the brig. He's like, "You guys aren't real. Get in there." Until I figure out what to do with I you. I suppose maybe, maybe it was cut for time because there's a lot in this episode. Like some episodes are quite full of filler, and this is a quite a jam-packed episode with things happening. Mm-hmm. I think I think in a later series, it's what you would have had. You would have had the the crew on the Enterprise, Riker, say, trying to figure out what was going on. You know, where have they you gone? Would, How, and yeah. you would have got much more of the science. Like, mm-hmm. well, Captain, we believe that there was the, the Iron Storm caused a depolarization. Of the field matrix, which resulted in it, you know like whatever, it would, um, so you, you'd have. I was going to say it would probably have more been, of that, wouldn't you? Yeah, it would probably have been a double episode. It would have been like one episode where like the shit goes wrong and they're both trapped in the wrong side, and then like you've got another episode where they figure it out and then try and work out how to get them both back. But they don't do double episodes in the original series. Like that's not a thing. Everything had to be done in that forty-five minutes, effectively. Um, so they yeah. have no choice yeah. but to kind of like just go go with it. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up as well was like the the, the lovely torture weapons they've got, um, the agonizer, oh, the agonizer. agonizer. So the poor guy that like messed up the transport on the evil ship, um, even though it's not his fault, it's Ion Storm. Like Spock's like, give me your agonizer, and he like presses some button and has him in like. This guy's performance pain. was trash. Yes, this guy's performance was trash. <laughs> he's. Um, I don't know who he is. He's, he's Sorry, bu- poor budget, guy. He's budget dead. Miles O'Brien. That's what he is. <laughs> yes, he is. He's budget Miles. He's like. He, Captain, he's just yap, he's just like yapping away. Like, just like, come on, you can do a little bit of that anyway. Poor guy, he's taking, <laughs> and then then getting beaten up on a podcast seventy years like after it happened. And, you know? and then is it the agony booth he puts Chekhov in after after he tries to kill Kirk? Oh yeah, agony yeah, because someone says, "Should we take him to the booth, Captain?" And he's like, "Yes, <laughs> the, the booth. booth. That sounds nice. Yeah, give him a couple hours in there." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that by the window? Can I see the, you know, the nice view outside? Maybe and get a bit of coffee, Kirk, a bagel. Kirk is in his element, like just winging it. It seems like Kirk is desperate every week to be put in a situation where he can just he can just work on pure Finally. instinct. He's like, <laughs> right, right, okay, right. I'm fighting for my life. Great. I thought I love the term where the guy's like, oh, you see, Captain, I 
I, you know, I helped you. And he goes, yeah. And he absolutely just attacks him. And it's like, yeah, this is like pretty good. Kirk's having a good time. Gets back to his quarters. He's like, oh, and now there's a sexy lady. There's oh, a Kirk I'm the best day. Yeah. Turns up and it's like a captain's lady lying there. Like the captain's woman. Yeah. It's all, yeah, it's it's, all good. It, it's, it's very, it's very, um, it's very uh, future armor, isn't it? You know, like all of this bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, with um, what's his face, Zap Brannigan, Zap Brannigan yeah. with a with a captain's woman. <laughs> it's it's fun though, it's fun, and I think again you you get in the contrast between like what what most other shows in the sixties probably would have gone for this angle here, of like you know, but whereas they 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 they're clearly showing there's a difference in in normal Star Trek, even if it is. So just on um, the captain's woman as well, um, apparently it took about a month to complete this episode because after filming begun. Barbara Luna, uh, who played Captain's Woman, um, was diagnosed with strep throat. Um, so they had to wait for her to recover from that because they didn't want to infect um, uh, Shatner because obviously they had to kiss. So they had to like delay the ending of filming this while she recovered. <laughs> I suppose that probably uh, explains Shatner, why. could they, m- m- Mr. Shatner, could, is, do you think we could maybe not have you kiss on this episode? That way we could complete the scene straight. No, 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 we must complete. In have fairness, kiss. Sam, it's in his contract. It's in his rider. It right is there. contractually wow, obliged. Yeah, I mean, there needs to be a Kirky yeah. every single episode. There has to be a Kirky. Um, yeah. It probably explains, Joe, why um, this character is kind of like absent from a lot of the um, group shots. Like, there's a lot of her and Kirk, and not a lot of her. And I mean, Bones and Scotty don't really have anything to do <laughs> in this episode. Um, again, no, which is kind of like a nice. Bones gets mind melded at the end. That's true. Bones gets Bones gets mind raped by Spock, um, <laughs> only deepening his prejudice, prejudices. Pritchard um, towards his filthy green bloods, yeah. But Scotty, Scotty, Scotty has nothing to do. Nothing to. He, he, I mean, Christ Almighty. You know, use your initiative, Mr. Scott. He walks up to the engineering and, and, and says, can I come in? And they say, no. And he goes, okay, <laughs> Captain, it hasn't worked. I'm like, come on. And Captain's like, okay, well, come I'm on. Ideas. <laughs> come on, please. Like, <laughs> maybe just try, maybe knock the guy out. Maybe say, I'm fucking chief engineering. Who the, who the fuck are you? Yeah, what? You need to check with Mr. Sulu? No, <laughs> ask the captain. Ask the captain. But I suppose it reflects the messed up, like, politics that's going on in this uh in this this timeline where sulu would be the one to control this faction of the crew or whatever else but it does it does make you think well he didn't get paid very much for this episode per minute did he (laughs) (laughs) didn't do much so well i guess like it's always the trouble with star trek is they have all of these like bridge crew but they never have the time to do anything and like i said usually it's ohura and like to a lesser extent sulu who like really only have one or two lines an episode. I guess Chekhov as well. Chekhov, yeah, I get the yeah. early Chekhov, they try and introduce him a bit more so we get more of him. Um, but this kind of a way I like this episode is because great Chekhov episode, really fun turn, and then he's out of it. Great <laughs> Sulu performance. He's really evil. He gets to stretch his legs a bit, like do, do some things, but he doesn't dominate. Ohura has things to do outside of other characters, which is just a breath of fresh air. Because um, even later Star Treks are quite guilty of having like female characters whose job is to wear low cut tops the, and kind yeah, of the, like the, the, and, the only and, one that's a bit and wag the finger yeah. at, the, at the at the men, you know, like classic Beverly. I would say like the only ones that kind Troy. of change that would be like DS 9s not too bad for it. Um, other than the mirror episodes, actually, where they have like Kira in like the tightest leather 
possible. Kira's good. Um, well, Dax, Joe, it's, Dax it's still alone. TV. He's still, <laughs> still got to get bums on seats, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dax, Dax is technically a man, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe Listen, that doesn't Sam, there's count. A, but... There's a weird gender thing going on there, and, uh, you know, well, who it's are we not, to comment not... on, the, on the assigned gender of um, generational symbiotes? Some some <laughs> yeah. form of like everyone worm has rights. thing. Everyone <laughs> has rights. The uh, I like I like so the, the 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 core of this episode as we you know as it as it goes through to the conclusion is is uh, the 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 woman what's her name I can't remember the name Yo Yeoman who was it oh, it's the captain captain's, captain's woman. woman yeah I don't I, yeah. yeah so. I can't remember her name. So she she's trying Barbara to basically Luna go back. Is the, she, is the actress. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. She realizes that something's going on, uh, and that you know, trying to get to the back captain with them hasn't and, forced himself upon me in six whole minutes. She, she doesn't. It's like you're nicer. She, you've shaved. You smell nice. Like she doesn't actually not, um, get a surname. She's not yeoman anything. She's just known as Marlena. That's it. Marlena. Right, there we there go. <clears throat> But her and Spock kind of know what's going. Spock realizes as well, doesn't he, that there's something going on. And I do love at the, at the end of the episode the kind of mutual respect that Kirk has because it's still it's still Mister Spock. It's still yeah. his Mister Spock, and he knows that there's a good man inside there. And it's really cool seeing him. And even that. even though Mister Spock does try and like get rid of him, it's not because he actually wants power. He says, like, in a point in the episode, he doesn't actually want power because then he becomes a target. He's quite happy doing what he's doing. But it's because if the captain, like, fails, then he would be kind of, you know, tied with the same bush and would also be a failure and would also probably be killed. So it's, like, to save his own sort of backside that he's willing to kind of go against the captain rather than anything else. Um, yeah. We should also mention the magic button that Kirk has in, in the evil Kirk's oh, bedroom. There's, like... There's this magic button that he can like press and make people disappear. Um, sounds fantastic to me. Anyone you like, um, just anyone I, you yeah. like. I kind of wish they could have got the pr- production budget to stretch to <laughs> this button, which looks like a piece of chewing gum inside of a larger piece of chewing gum. It does, it does look. Um, I think it's one of the worst props in Star Trek, which is pretty lousy with bad It's like props. a mirror, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the yeah. actual button, Sam, it like. You could have put a doorbell on there, and it, it would have looked more convincing than what they did. A light switch, <laughs> anything. And and Star Trek does have its fair share of innovative control panels to to to, to mine, doesn't it? To me, I, I mean, I, I even I'm every time I watch the original series, I'm just I love the lifts with the little handles. You know, like they've got all of this amazing technology that they can talk to the computer. We do get a talking to the computer bit in this, which is fun, and they're like. And I, the computer talks back like this. Like there isn't, we haven't got major. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like every time I watch original series and they talk to computer, I'm just like, where, where, the, where the fuck's Major B Barrett at? Where, where, this isn't. This but isn't also, you're like, oh my god, kill me, kill me. It's <coughs> what is it, twenty seven, whatever year it is, and like they didn't invent Alexa. You know, Alexa, nothing, <laughs> nothing. You couldn't have even imagined. Well, he also has to put talk in a, physical, a piece of physical like storage, like an animal. Computer. For the computer to put it on there and not USB be like, stick. you know, just, yeah, just beam it directly into my brain computer. We can do that, right? Not you. What? No cloud. Nothing. Floppy disk. You know, where's my Google Drive? We're back in the floppy yeah, disk it's, days. It's it's, it's 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 very funny. 
But this um, this gets us towards the end, doesn't it? And I don't I don't really like, actually know how they get back. Like I don't know the science behind it. But basically, they make magic happen, whereby like the transporter can like change them over again. Um, Joe, it's very very clear. Kirk says to the computer, "Computer, uh, is it possible that this ion storm disrupted the? Is it possible that an ion storm could disrupt the transporters and transport us to a parallel universe?" And the computer goes, "Yes." <laughs> And he goes, is it possible to replicate these circumstances uh, artificially, computer? And the computer goes, yes. Uh, and that's, I, I feel like that's fairly cut and dry, Joe. Like, it's very clear. Yeah. What I, what, what I thought immediately after that is like, hmm, how long would it take for the evil guys to exploit this loophole, which they've very easily created? Nyon Storm seems to be a fairly regular thing, you know, in Star Trek lore. These guys are be invading the fucking the nice universe in about twenty minutes, like you know, leaving this in the computer logs when you're setting in, the the transport. In the future up. episodes, they make it. They do. They do kind of like they make it much more difficult to cross over. Q temporal storm. Yeah, okay, something that's I know. It does They're happen in DS Nine though. Like the the mirror universe people in DS Nine are always fucking coming over from the other side to like take normally to stay to take. Um, um, Cisco back with them because the yeah. the mirror universe Cisco dies, so they need normal universe Cisco to like <laughs> need, play, Cisco. play that Cisco. It's yeah. very silly, isn't it? It's all very silly. Like there's the whole universe exists where everyone's evil. Yeah. <laughs> when you think about it too much, you're like, wow, that is a pretty pretty silly idea. But it <laughs> well, works. It's fun. The so. the future episodes, Sam. And I guess this episode is just like it's a, it's an episode of a television <clears> show. Like so, it's just a sci-fi kind of theme. Uh, but future episodes establish that like it's less that everyone's evil and more that like the Federation is evil like the Terran mm-hmm. Empire is what if when the Vulcans came to do first contact Cromwell <laughs> shot them with a shotgun and stole their ship and used that to like build their own starships uh. and then we invaded other worlds enslaved all the alien races because humans are racist as fuck um, so like basically it's like what if what if America uh, was the Federation and like great so <laughs> it's less that everyone's evil and more that kind of like you know so the if, Klingons if, the Klingons if they're are space like, Nazis they're... if they're space it's a bit like Romulans like not all Romulans are evil I suppose but in the context of the TV show which we're watching about the Federation all Romulans are evil you know no, not all yes. Romulans are evil but some are more evil than others is that, yeah, is that, yeah, everyone you, think of the think of the Romulans in your area, like yeah. you. Stop. You guys are a bunch of anti-Romulan racists. That's what I'm taking away from this. <laughs> hey, damn Greenbloods! It's absolutely outrageous. The um, so yeah, we do we we do get to see a little bit, don't we, of of the 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 opposing crew who are just like, just basically just thrashing, ah, just shouting and screaming all the time. And Mister Mister Spock, our good Mister Spock, just you know raises an eyebrow and says. Interesting, and that's it. That's all we get. Uh, which, which enrages them even more because they they want to have a battle fight about this, uh, and uh, and then uh, you know they all come back and yeah, and we you get, get the, the bit at the end where like um, Kirk is chef's kiss. Yeah, everyone has a laugh yeah. about, about what just happened. You get the bit Every like, where Kirk like because you don't see it. The Kirk asks Spock, he's like, "How did you know they were evil?" And he's like, "It comes up. It's something like, oh, you know, it's, it's far easier for civilized people." To act like barbarians than it is for barbarians to act like civilized people, or something. So yeah. effectively, these guys. Nice line. Yeah, these guys. Like, Philosophical. Came on and like. And then acted he basically like tells 
then he basically tells Bones and Kirk, he's like, uh, yeah, well, I when I came on board, I thought you were all a bunch of filthy, like, aggressive apes. Um, but when they come on board, I realise that you guys aren't as filthy and aggressive as you <laughs> could be, essentially, is the line. And Kirk and, uh, Kirk and Bones are like, did he just insult us? And Bones is like, that filthy green blood. Because we have to have Bones being racist towards the end of this. He doesn't. No, That's in his contract. Happy, is he? he has to. He has to be That's racist. In his contract, yeah. Yes, and then of course, because we needed to round up the 1960s of this, we get Captain Kirk uh, trying to flirt with a subordinate, which is a great thing well, for the, a captain of a starship to be doing. Well, it's the it's it's the Melina again, isn't it? But it's the good universe, yeah. Melina Moreau. Yeah, yeah. 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 She she's. She, and seems like a nice, likable girl, and perhaps they become friends. And then, oh, that's the end of the episode. Glimmer's and then she's trying to get off the ship because you viciously <laughs> assaulted this woman, Kirk. <laughs> yes. Federation covers it up. Maybe the mirror of the universe isn't so mirrored after all. Nah, there we go. It that's, is funny uh, how easily Kirk slots into like the mirror universe. We should um, say that there is that awkward line actually that the captain's woman does come up with where she's like, like um, Kirk refuses her at first, and she's I'll like, go through the whole fleet if yeah, I have to. She says, "Oh, you know, like I've been a captain's woman, <laughs> I'd be a captain's woman again, even if I have to go through the entire fleet." <laughs> what? <laughs> so basically, she's like, she's sleeping her way to the top yes. is is effective the implication, isn't yeah. it? Uh, or you know, through through Spock. Uh, Maybe not Spark, but check off <laughs> through anybody. through uh, check off and Sulu and evil Uhura and all that stuff. Um, do we get an evil Uhura in this? No, no. Well, we see we see the evil characters. Yes, uh, yeah. but like then we don't do a lot. So like yeah. because Uhura, then we don't get anything from her, do we? We don't no, get anything from any. Get, like, no. The only one that has a line is evil Kirk, and maybe just like evil Bones say something, but like evil Scotty and evil Uhura don't say anything. They're, they're, kind all of in, they're kind of in the background of that scene, Joe, yes. like squabbling. But yeah, they they're in the background, but they don't say anything. It's the one thing I maybe would have wanted, actually, is kind of like the, the counterpoint to yes. these yeah. good characters trying to act evil. It's like... Them breaking I mean? out of the brig. Yeah. yeah. Like I say, if this was like if this was anything like TNG past, you know, this would have been a double episode and you would have had that. You'd have had both sides of the story. You'd have had the good Enterprise and the bad Enterprise and both of them trying to like figure out because I envisage what the bad um, Enterprise the, the crew would have done on the good Enterprise would be to like try and take over and then like try and replicate their empire within the Federation sort of thing because they'd have seen it as like soft yeah. and weak and there for the picking mm. Mm. that does sound uh, that does sound fun but, I'm just um, go on well while you go on Sam uh, so like in the context of the original series this is a real fun light episode like obviously we've talked quite a lot about the the stuff that's set up, but this is like your sort of core foundation of Star Trek. It's like a, you know, an opposite day episode, and you get to see the characters. Everyone gets new outfits. The production budget's quite I think, probably quite high for this in terms of that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, all that bajuling doesn't come cheap. Um, <laughs> it's a good Kirk episode, a good Uhura episode. Um, and it's a great Spock performance, like on both sides there, where like evil Spock and good Spock are basically the same character in a good way. Uh, Joe pointed out the fight choreography in this is <laughs> dog shit, but probably about as good as it gets in the original series. Yes, yeah. yeah I mean, this yeah, is this is fairly standard. Just like 
you know, you, you know, he's not even close to touching that guy. And also, you can really easily pick out like the, the doubles when they're using the doubles. Like it's just blatant. They don't even Kirk's try. body double is like four stone lighter than him in the foot shorter. Yeah, <laughs> it, they don't even try. Like they, they just like, no. try, and he looks vaguely. It's okay. Again, maybe um, the benefit Joe of like a modern a modern color TV, where most people watching this probably in sixty seven were watching it on a twelve inch screens, probably less, probably like away. a ten inch fucking black and white screen, black and white, yeah, <laughs> upside down, backwards in a fish tank. Um, there is one little fact I want to I want to bring to our attention. It's something I think we should definitely explore, which is a th- this episode was um, one of the fan produced direct continuations of star trek from 2014 it's still it's called star trek continued um uh, and it's basically like we have original series star trek recreated with new actors and it's apparently quite good there are 11 episodes um and this and, and there's one that's based on this one where i think it continues um the, the story begins with a recreation of the last few minutes of the original episode and we basically have to. Uh, it, it focuses more on the evil ones. So the evil Kurt now in command again is determined to take the Dalithian crystals, etc. I think this is definitely something we should explore. It looks fantastic, and apparently it's not that bad. So mm. there's some cool non-canon star uh, fan stuff to explore that comes from this episode as well, which, which sounds good. Well, there we go. Mm. Yeah. So, Joe, think... maybe there is more Star Trek you can watch that isn't hidden behind some Paramount Plus shit that we can't access because we live in the UK. <gasps> Paramount, please, like, please give us, give us some please. sort of like, what are you press, doing? press Come access. On. Come on. Come on. Just for us. Come on. You know, how else are we going to keep Just, doing yeah. the podcast? Yeah. Your greatest Star Trek correspondents, all three of us, right here. Right, there Absolutely. we go. I we uh, th- This was a great thing to watch. As usual, I love watching Star Trek. I love talking about it. It does make me want to watch more as well original series although actually i know that it's not as good as this (laughs) with original series is like get a top 10 list and watch like the first four of them and that's it that's kind of like as much as you want to do the rest of them are just for nerds like joe who's watched everything other than discovery because paramount plus has taken it even though we live in the uk and we can't access it thanks Paramount Plus. i've seen a whole three seasons of discovery i really snuck in under the wire there when it was still on netflix um yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. Don't don't watch more than maybe like I would say at the very most like ten episodes using a lot of original series. Um, well, there we go. Well, I was to be realistically, I wasn't going to do that either way. I'm going to go watch this. <laughs> there are lots of episodes that aren't aren't good or notorious. The good ones are good, and the notorious ones are notorious. They're kind of like worth watching yeah. for that reason. Always, and the rest uh, of them, there's a lot of forgettable nonsense. I always love the episode where they end up like chasing a rug um, around a mine for a while. <gasps> Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Joe. What about it's, the one with the dog, be, Joe? The it's dog meant to be. No, it. It's meant to be a monster, but it it just looks like a, a rug, effectively, like <laughs> on wheels, and they're like chasing it around <laughs> this mine for ages. Tasha, t- Tasha Yar, eaten by Tar. Oh, yes. is that is that the kind of Tar monster? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, the, the Tar monster just basically like punches her and she dies. Tasha Yar, eaten by Tar. That's yeah, good thing. And then, right there we go. That is Star Trek Mirror Universe complete. I'm going to go now paint on a pencil mustache and uh, cackle wildly while uh, while while torturing Joe. The trouble is, Sam, uh, uh, we're all quite quite hirsute men. How did so you get How did you get hold of my agonizer, Sam? God damn it! <laughs> Take that, Joe. Take so that. In the evil universe, presumably we'd have to like shave quite a lot of beard off, <laughs> of course, so, just to pass for evil. 
cancel that idea then. 